everybody, it's me, Auntie, and I'm so glad you guys joined me today. Well, it's not going to be a long Canadian history today um, because our story is a little bit long, but, you know, it's nice to get fun facts. So today's fun fact is the first black person in Canada. Now, we're not sure. There could have been more black people that came even before this one. But this one was on record. And his name was Matthew da Costa. And he was a free man who was hired by the Europeans to act as a translator. So he was a translator that came to Canada. And they did have a stamp of him at one time. I'm not sure if, if you're a stamp collector, maybe you know. And he came to Canada January 1st, 1608. So that's an interesting fact. Now, remember um, a few weeks back, I read from this book called Beat the Story, Drum Pum Pum. And we read this story about um, the husband that couldn't stop counting. Well, today we're going to read this um, story about how, how animals got their tails. And once again, these are old African tales. They don't specify what part of Africa they came from, but, you know, it's it, these are nice fables to read about. So today, we're going to find out about how the animals got their tail. Let's go. How animals got their tails. If you're talking about the beginning of things, you got to go back way, way back, back to the time when the animals had no tails. That's right. In the beginning, Ralav Himba, god of the Bavinda, created the animals without tails. Uh-huh. He never even gave it tails a thought. Uh-huh. Not in the beginning. When Lava Himba came down from the heavens, he often sat in his favorite place on earth, high on Mount Teshewa Dinda. He'd relax there and admire the world that he had made, the mountains, the rivers and trees, the sun, moon and stars. Uh-huh. He'd say to himself for the beginning, there was no one to uh-huh to. Uh-huh, that sure looks good. One day on Mount Teshawabdinda, Ralavhimba lay down in cave Lavahimbi and fell asleep. He dreamed a dream of animals that wandered the earth. And then he awoke. He set to work. One by one, Ralavhimba made the animals, elephant and mouse, rabbit and rhinoceros, monkey and ox, lion and fox. The large and the small, he made them all. Ralavhimba worked hard to get each one right. Lion's first mane tripped him up, had to be shortened. Goat's first coat was too tight, a fit, had to be loosened. It took two tusks to complete elephant, and it took a tusk or two to do rhinoceros. Snout. 
Mouse was the last and the smallest of the creations that Ralaf Himba made. Uh-huh, he said, holding Mouse in the palm of his hand. How is that for small? Uh-huh, they all chanted back, small and beautiful. But big or small, the animals had no color at all. So Ralaf Himba mixed colors from the dye of plants. He took some leftover bristles from the hog and made a brush. Then he painted all the animals. Some he painted in plain colors, others he daubed with spots, and some he painted stripes. Now you're complete, he said. Uh-huh, you sure look good. In those days, no people were around. Ralaf Himba hadn't yet thought of making man, so the animals had no one to fear. They roamed everywhere freely and fed on plants, shrubs, and greens. They had good appetites and they had good manners. They never even thought of eating each other. Uh-huh, not in those days. They were vegetarians. The lion lay down with the lamb, and they all lived together peacefully. Everywhere Ralaf Himba walked on earth, where, where on earth there were animals to greet him. He was never without company on earth. He liked that, but his trips through water and air were lonely. Nobody in the water, nobody in the air. Ralaf Himba slept again in cave Lava Himbi. And this time he dreamed of creatures for the water, creatures for the air. He awoke and fleshed fish with scales to flash through the seas. He feathered birds for flight and tuned their voices to sing sweet songs. Ah, ah, cheered the animals. That's some creating. It sure looks good. Now, Ralav Himba had friends everywhere. Things couldn't have been better on earth, in the air, and in the sea. When they swam through the depths of the sea, the fish said low as they saw him go. When he soared way up in the sky, the birds sang high as he flew by. When he walked on the earth, the animals said pleasant day as he passed their way and they wiggled their ears for. As you remember, in those days, the animals had no tails to waggle. One day, Rala Himba played with the animals on Mount Tashawandinda. They liked seeing him make things, so they circled him and chanted, Oh, creator, create, make something new, smaller than a mouse and alive too. Give it fine first, said Fox. Make it with stripes, said Zebra. Don't forget long ears, said Rabbit. It will need long ears to wiggle. Ralaf Himba laughed. He closed his eyes and rubbed his forehead. An idea flickered. His fingers spun swiftly in space. Then he cupped his hands and blew into them. When he opened them, ah, there stood Spider, alive and spinning. Oh, yeah. Now that is small, said Rabbit. 
smaller than mouse, no long ears, but he sure got a lot of legs. The animals crowded around and counted. One, two, three, four more than ours. Five, six more than birds. Seven, eight, more than fish. Oh, eight legs, eight, and ain't none of them straight. Spider spun a strand from Rolavahimba's fingers and dropped all the way down to the ground. Bim! Unhurt. Do it, said the animals. Uh-huh, said the spider, and he twirled back up the strand into Rolavahimba's hand. If you ever need a message delivered to the master, call on me, said Spider. I've got connections. Spiders tied to Ralahimba's made him feel as important as Rabbit felt about his long ears. Ralahimba was pleased that Spider was accepted by the animals as one of them. He decided to create more tiny creatures. This time, Ralahimba's made fly and his mate, and they multiplied rapidly. With insects came trouble. At first, flies fed on plant juice, and do as Spider did. But between meals, they'd sit uninvited on the animals. Now Spider never did that, and even though Fly was light, the animals didn't like being sat on. Don't sit on me, said Rabbit. Go live on a tree, said Zebra. Take your big feet out of my mouth, said Ox. So it went, day after day. One day, when Fly was living high on the hog, he got fed up with all the complaints and took a bite out of Hog's hide. To his surprise, he liked the taste. He bit again to make sure, sure, then flew about tasting a few more hides. Um, not bad, said Fly, tastier to to them plant juice or dew. Fly told a friend, if you want a meal with body to it, and word got around. Soon flies were tasting every animal in sight and sharing their best ideas for beast feasts. Try this, said Fly. Taste lion first, then take a bite of deer and finish with a nip of rabbit. Delicious! The animals howled when bitten. They shook them when tickled, then flinched with pin- when pinched. Suddenly, one would leap up into the air. Another would roll on the ground. Another rubbed vigorously against a tree. Everyone knew why. The fault was fly. Finally, the animals could stand it no longer. They called for Spider and asked if he could take a message to Ralavimba. What's the message, said Spider. Flies are pests. Tell Ralahimba that flies are not fit friends for animals. They're flesh biters and bloodsuckers. Tell him to take them back. Spider didn't waste time. He tested a few strands and found one that led into the heavens. Aha, so it's you, Spider, said Ralahimba. I thought I felt a tiny tug on my toe. No, said Spider. 
he didn't waste time in greetings. I've a message for you from the animals. They say the flies are pests. They bite and they chew us. Yes, that's what they do, and we don't want them around. What? said Ralavimba. I can't take back what I've given. After all, that's life. Don't flies chew leaves for juice and suck dew as you do? Oh, no. Uh-uh, no, said Spider. Flies bite flesh and suck blood. That's the message. They're not fit friends for us. You've got to do something to help and fast. I play free the fly with them when they get caught in my web, so I'm fine. But my friends are frantic. Rala Hinda thought, I can't believe that the flies are a flaw in my creation. But there it was, almost in the beginning, a small mistake. Uh-huh. A tiny one, true but a bad sign just the same. And man hadn't even been created yet. Listen, spider, said Rela Himba, instead of playing free the fly, suppose you ate the flies that stuck to your web. Ooh, groaned spider. The very idea made him sick. He was, after all, a vegetarian and had never even thought of eating fly meat. Stop groaning, spider, said Rolahimba. I have a better idea. I'll make tails for animals to flick away the flies. Spiders sing, birds have tails, fish have tails, the bird tail wishes, the fish tail swishes. When's our day for tails with which to flick and switch the flies away. Today's moon day, said Ralahimba. Tell the animals, I'll come down to Mount Tishawandinda tomorrow and make tails for all of them. Good, said Spider. Today's moon day, tomorrow's Tuesday, Tuesday's tails day. Spider descended quickly and spread the word. When the animals heard the good news, they couldn't wait to choose a tail. They sat out at once for Mount Tishawadinda. Only Rabbit, who was very lazy, went back to sleep. Get going, Long Ears, said Spider. I know you heard the message. I don't see you going anywhere either, said Rabbit. I don't need a tail, but you do, said Rabbit, said Spider. What's the rush, said Rabbit. There's a lot of time, and there'll be lots of tails. Uh-huh, said Spider. Rabbit yawned and fell asleep. The next day, Rabbit awoke to see animals passing by his burrow, wearing the most wonderful tails. Whenever a fly tried to land on an animal, it would swing its tail, swoosh, swoosh, flick, and the fly would take off. Animals with tails a new scene on earth. Rabbit had to admit that it sure looked good, but even after his long rest, Rabbit was too lazy to stir himself. Who can I get to go for me, he thought. Then he saw Fox coming. Hey, Brother Fox, he said. Your tail is fantastic. Flies can't touch you anymore. 
I bet you run faster when it's it than when you ever did before without it. Yeah, said Fox. This tailpiece does it. I'm fast now. I'm really fast. Brother Fox, said Rabbit, since you're so much faster than I would, would you run back and choose a fine tail for me? Why, sure, Brother Rabbit, said Fox. Be happy to do you the favor. Fox sprang off, but he stopped to match tails with every animal he met along the way. It took him twice as long as it would have taken Rabbit to get there. When Fox climbed up Cave Love Himby at the animals, except Rabbit had already been there. He looked around and didn't see any tails at all. But as he turned to go, he spotted a short fur piece caught in the crevices of a rock. How stoobies, said Fox. Can't flick flies much with that, but it's the only one left. Well, a long tail goes well with my short ears. So maybe a short tail will go well with long ears. Fox took the tail and started back. From his web in the high tree branches, Spider saw Fox approaching. He could make out only one bushy tail waving as Fox came closer. Spider said nothing of this when he dropped down beside Rabbit. Where's your tail? asked Spider. Don't worry, said Rabbit. It's coming. Fox arrived and dropped the small fur ball before Rabbit. Here's your tail. Brother Rabbit, said Fox, not much of a tail, but it's all that was left. Still, it is a tail, and that's the style nowadays. Rabbit blinked his eyes. Here, said Fox, let me help you put it on. Rabbit was too stunned to move. Fox flipped him across his knees and tapped the tail into place. That done. Fox didn't wait around for thanks. He winked at Spider and ran off laughing as he went. Spider twirled back up to his web and sang under his breath, tails with which to flick and switch the flies away. Then he sang out loud and clear for Rabbit to hear. If you want a thing well done, go do it yourself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But Spider's moral only made Rabbit matter. That fox, that sly fox, he cried. What took him so long, huh? That's why I came out of the short end of it. I'll get even with him. But the tale leads to other tales of Rabbit and Fox. And here's where this tale ends. For whether it's an animal's tale or a tale told, be it long or short, whatever the sort, all must come to an end. Uh-huh. Wasn't that a cute and funny story? How the animals got their tail. Now, do you think that Rabbit should have gone himself? I think he should have gone himself to go and... Um, get his own tail if he wasn't happy with what Fox brought him. But I think now looking at rabbits, having the little bushy tail is kind of cuter than a long tail. It would kind of look funny on them, right? 
and for Spider not to eat flies. It'd be interesting to know why he eats flies now. Hmm. Guess he's not vegetarian anymore. Well, anyways, that is it for me today. And I'll be back again next week. So for now, I'm proud to be Black because Black looks good on me. It looks good on you too. So you guys have a great week and I'll see you later. Bye for now.